Ideally, the days and weeks following any election will follow a pretty straightforward course. Once everybody recovers from their election night celebrations or commiserations, whoever won and or can assemble a majority in the pertinent chamber will get to have a crack at running whichever jurisdiction they have victoriously campaigned in. Thailand's general election this past weekend returned an apparently decisive result. But the resultant decision is that Thailand's people are heartily tired of the military types who have been running the place since the incumbent Prime Minister, General Prayut Chanocha, former Commander-in-Chief of the Royal Thai Army, seized power in a coup d'etat in 2014. Not only was this very much not Thailand's first coup, it wasn't even Prayut's first coup. He was heavily involved in a similar stunt in 2006. Uh, we've had uh, many coups, as uh, you know, but uh, you know, this time the, the coup is, is uh, absolute. Uh, the coup is not delegating authority to the, a lot of technocrats like we've seen in the past. The difficulty the winners of Thailand's election now face is that these military types still get a big say in who governs next. It is not just the 500 elected members of the new House of Representatives who will vote on a new Prime Minister. So will the 250 members of the Senate, who were appointed by the same military types who have just been given their marching orders by Thailand's people. Let's start with what we do know. The biggest winner of Thailand's general election was Move Forward, a party which has undergone a variety of rebrands since its establishment in 2014, but which you could probably characterise as a soft-left social democrat sort of outfit, heavy on the youth outreach. Move Forward garnered 36% of the vote, nearly doubling their number of MPs to hold 152 of the 500 seats in Thailand's House of Representatives. The arithmetically adept listener will have calculated that, impressive though this is, it does not earn move forward a majority in their own right. That being the case, the sketch appears to be that move forward will govern in coalition with the second most popular party, the centrist liberals of Putai and four smaller parties. The leader of Move Forward, Peter Limjaronrat, a 42-year-old businessman, has staked a claim on the Prime Minister's position. We have enough MP seats to push for any law reforms that we wanted. Uh, and then the government will be just the coalition in the sense that uh, what we had promised, that uh, it will be without the military-backed uh, parties and it will be an MOU based like the Western uh, democracy where it's transparent where it's uh, concise, where it's expectation management of what can be done and what cannot be done. What is not certain is the enthusiasm for this proposition of the Thai military or their commander-in-chief, Thailand's king. In fairness to the apparently outgoing Prime Minister, General Prayut Chanocha, he has responded to his party's loss in punctiliously correct fashion, thanking voters for turning out in record numbers, congratulating allies and rivals alike on their results, urging general goodwill and so forth. 
The deputy leader of his United Thai Nation Party, Thanakorn Wangbun Kongchana, promised to offer the new government due respect from the opposition benches, but said he would not back Peter Limjaronrat for prime minister as he doesn't agree with him about much. Again, perfectly fair enough. However, there remains the possibility that the Senate, appointed by the military, may not be such good sports when the new parliament meets to elect a prime minister in July or so. A key sticking point is Move Forward's campaign pledge to amend Article 112, the infamous Les Majestés clause of Thailand's criminal code, which threatens severe punishments for the mildest disparagements, real or imagined, of the monarchy. Article 112 is not one of those quaint, arcane, practically theoretical clauses that loiters in the statutes because nobody has bothered to abolish it, like it being legal to shoot Welshmen with a crossbow from a specific castle's battlements every pancake day, or whatever. Article 112 is very much for real, and has been deployed with increasing abandon in recent times. Dozens of people are in custody awaiting trial on such charges right now, including 15-year-old protester Thanolop Falanchai. This would be obviously ridiculous even if the king was a paragon of decorum, duty and patriotic selflessness. But the current occupant of the Thai throne, Vajira Longkorn or Rama X, is few if any of these things. He spends most of his time in Germany, with an entourage and or harem, numbering in the dozens, maintains a hefty fleet of expensive cars, tends a flock of some 30 poodles, and even pointing any of that out has very possibly made Thailand an unsafe place for this broadcaster to visit. Nevertheless, the king has allies, as monarchs usually do. In the event of deadlock or upheaval, Thailand's military may decide, yet again, that it would be easier all round if they took charge. Thailand's courts have a keen nose for the technicality which permits them to simply abolish troublesome political parties. Nine in the last 17 years, including previous incarnations of both Move Forward and Thai. Putai, however, has said it would not fiddle with Article 112, a pre-election position which Putai's founder, exiled former Prime Minister Taksin Shinawat, might have hoped would make his party seem more palatable to the soldiers which overthrew both him and his sister, exiled former Prime Minister Yingluk Shinawat. Putai is presently led by Peitongtan Shinawat, daughter of Taksin, niece of Yingluk. Thailand's people have spoken. It remains to be seen who was listening. For Monocle Radio, I'm Andrew Muller.